Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to be back with the new episode today. I am bringing on my friend Lauren Highland today and she talks about emotional intelligence, the ripple effect that it has on our lives, on our families, and how we can kind of notice our triggers and how we can work through those. I'm so excited for you guys to meet Lauren. Her trendy title is a female empowerer, but what it actually means is that she is a life and business coach who focuses on personality assessment, emotional intelligence, and purpose to empower female entrepreneurs and business owners. She's married to her college sweetheart, Ryan, and has two crazy toddlers and coaches girls volleyball at her alma alma mater. Lauren is an Enneagram 8, and you guys, as much as I love what Lauren teaches, if you don't follow her on Instagram, you need to go check her out for her dance moves. But before you do that, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Michelle. I'm so excited. I feel like we have been talking about doing this podcast for so long (laughs) and we finally got it done. Um, But I would love for you first to introduce yourself to the listeners, tell them what you do and how you became an entrepreneur in motherhood. Yes. So um, I am a life and business coach. My catchy or trendy title would be female empower or female empowerment coach. But basically what that means to me is I use a system. Um, I'm working on making it proprietary right now. Um, But I use a system just to kind of take female entrepreneurs or business owners kind of through this um, process of finding themselves. So I use personality assessment, um, emotional intelligence, which is what we're going to be talking about today, um, aka one of the most highly underrated interpersonal skills ever that every mom 
I think, I know, believe, needs to work on. Um, and then um, I use your purpose and your skill set within that to find out, you know, how you work in your business best, how you can scale, how you can, you know, just work on your state of being, you know, whether that be for your family, your business, your friends, you know, whatever. So I'm super excited to be talking to you guys today. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about when did you start? And because so many people are moms on the podcast and I love to highlight just so moms get an idea of how old were your kids when you started? What did it look like um, working? Because I know for you, it has changed. And even before we hopped on here, it's changing again. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, (laughs) That's a fun story. Um, I was in sales and marketing. I'll just make this super short. I was in sales and marketing for probably about eight years. I was at this one company for almost five, I think four and some change. Um, And when we had Flynn in 2017, my first um, right off of maternity leave, opened a new office for this company, lasted three months before I got the phone call. Hey, it's not working. Your insurance benefits end as of midnight tonight. And yes, so I have a barely six month old at this point. Um, my husband, we had just moved to a new state. So he was trying to get into, um, the public school system here in Pennsylvania, which is pretty sought after. So you got to get your foot in the door first. So he was working as an aide with single member benefits. So he couldn't get us on his insurance. Um, I, (laughs) and you know, to add fuel to the fire, you know, God's sense of humor and timing. I found out I was pregnant with my second, uh, the same week. So mm-hmm. <laughs> here I am 27, 27, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. People are like, how old were you when you had your kids? I was like, I don't know. They're five. How old am I? Let me do the math. I don't even know how old I am anymore. After college, does anyone keep track? Really? Yeah. So I'm in my like mid to later 20s, um, pregnant, bartending because I'm filling out applications and still trying to make money and get insurance and, you know, all the fun stuff that goes along with that. Before um, I found a mentor, started my business, and then my business really um, kind of took a pivot uh when i purchased kbb that's how Mm -hmm. i met michelle for all of you who don't know um and it's just kind of been morphing and evolving since then so i started a business with two kids under the age of two years old and you know we just we roll with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) we roll with it Yeah. And that's what, like we said, if you hear Blithy in the background, just ignore friends. (laughs) Oh gosh, or that stupid bubble lawnmower that they're obsessed with right now. God help me. Ours just disappears into the storage room. (laughs) A lot of things disappear and then we take the handle off that door. But anyways, we can go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about emotional intelligence, um, like you mentioned. So for a lot of people, I'm like, 
well, what is emotional intelligence? Like, I think I kind of know what it is, but why don't you just tell us like, what is that to even start with? Yes. So emotional intelligence, you're like Webster's dictionary form is assessing, harnessing and managing your emotions. Now you may think, okay, great. Like super easy. I'll just, you know, think about that when I need to, but this is like chock full of so much science and like body composition and mindset and everything, everything just, it's so all encompassing, which is awesome. And why I want to talk about it. Um, so just to kind of give you like a quick mini lesson on like where emotions come from, how it works, all that. So you have the picture. So I'm going to be giving you a mental picture right now that I want you to be thinking about because this will make the process and the things that I'm saying so much easier, right? So emotions come about through our five senses, right? You know, either Mm -hmm. the things we're taking in, we hear audibly, we speak, we see, we feel, sense, you know, whatever. So once that signal is grasped, like say you touch something and it elicits an emotion. Those electric signals, say if I touch something, what will go through my fingertips, will enter my brain at my brain stem. So in the, I think the high back of your neck. And before it can get to its end destination, which is your rational brain that sits like right behind your forehead, it has mm-hmm. to travel through your limbic system. And so your limbic system, just kind of think of it like in the middle of your brain. It's the first stop. Limbic system is where your emotions are created. So when I found this out, it was like light bulb moment to me, right? Because I'm a very um, logical, driven, independent person. I'm an Enneagram 8 for all of you who love the Enneagram or I teach personality plus. I'm a hypercholeric, you know. I would be the bossy one if you need (laughs) need reference there. So to figure out that I can't stop my emotions from happening was like an epiphany for me because I prided myself on not being emotional. If you can't Mm -hmm. see, I'm doing air quotes right now, everyone. Um, You cannot stop your emotions from happening. But what you can do to work on your EQ, which is like your IQ score for emotional intelligence, to improve that score, improve your feelings, your moods, your um, stress on your body, all you have to do is open up that line of communication from your limbic system to your rational brain. Okay, so here's the example. A lot of your moms, think about the times when your kids fell off their bike, knocked their head on the corner of the coffee table, ran into a door. You know, what was your first inclination? You had that that worry, that anxiety, that fear, you know. And the first time it happens, you almost sit in that a little bit, like in shock before you analyze the situation, before your rational brain kicks in and you're like, okay, blood, bruises, where are they, broken bones? Do we need to get in the car? Like, do we need ice? You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. the older your kids get, the more they get banged and bruised, what happens? You don't feel 
those all-encompassing emotions. Your brain has already processed and been through the situation and the circumstance and the emotions. So it automatically flies through your limbic system, your emotional stop, your emotional brain, and goes automatically into rational because that line of communication has been opened and used and that path is frequent. So you automatically go into rational brain thinking. Mm. Yeah. So what you're saying for like people to get like I've had last year, we had a broken arm, staples in both of their heads and stitches on an eye. So like for me, <laughs> like when, when they fall or like fall off their bike and even this summer, which now it, I was kind of laughing, like if you, people could see me, I'm smiling because I was as I was thinking this summer, Turner like put his foot in his bike and literally went like head over the front of his bike. And I didn't even flinch. And people were like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, he's fine. I was like, can you get up? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, nah, we're fine. Like, because I've been through falling out of the tree, the gush, like whatever. Mm-hmm. He's not bleeding. We're fine. <laughs> yep. 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 So obviously, you know, for your audience, your niche, us all being moms, we can understand that. We see it. We know it because we've been through it. Okay, so now take that same system and apply it to something else in your life. Like what are some emotions that you like to ignore or to brush off or to bury or, you know, whatever the case may be? You apply the same principles, but Mm. you have to get uncomfortable to get through them. You know, mm-hmm. no one likes to sit in uncomfortable emotions. You know, one of the biggest obstacles to growing in your emotional intelligence and your self-awareness is the tendency to avoid discomfort. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. who likes to be uncomfortable? No one likes to be uncomfortable. Everything we do nowadays is comfort. Everything we sell, every problem we solve is adding comfort to a client, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a real issue with this because, <laughs> <laughs> well, me being me, you know, I always thought that you could ignore emotion or not feel emotion, but the emotion that I was feeling unknowingly when I was in that state was apathy. I just made myself apathetic to everything so I wouldn't feel. But what Mm -hmm. did that do? I had so many triggers, so many triggers. And my natural state to revert to in stressful situations or confrontation or anything like that is anger. So I was a really, really, really angry person with a hair line trigger and that was a feeling a sensation that I did not like to have because you almost can't control it right you go from like think me being completely apathetic not feeling anything good bad indifferent whatever to something sets me off so bad that my body and my mind physically can't get me out of that state right so it's gonna sting Because you don't like, you don't want to go to those emotions. But what you have to do is you have to lean into them to get through them. Mm. 
So just like in the story with the kids, the first time it happens, you have terrible emotions, right? Mm -hmm. You have, you, not bad, you have negative emotions, whether that's worry or anxiety or fear or, you know, feeling like a bad mom, shame, but your kids don't exactly give you, you know, that option to ignore or to not sit in those emotions or anything. Cause guess what? It's inevitable. They're going to hurt themselves mm -hmm. a billion more times in their life. So they almost force that emotional growth on you because you have to get over it and through it because they depend mm -hmm. on you because you have to do something about it. Mm -hmm. But with some of these other emotions, you're not going to be forced into them. So you have to lean into that discomfort. You have to get uncomfortable so that it doesn't happen again. Mm. That's so interesting. And, um, and I think a lot of people don't realize like some of those things when you're shutting off your emotions or trying to avoid something that it is causing like a, an adverse or different reaction and you're just not realizing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the same, everyone, you know, would say if you had the choice to sit in a negative emotion or a positive emotion, which would you sit in? You'd sit in a positive emotion. Mm -hmm. But there, but sitting in any emotion is detrimental to you. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, think of – I used this example the other day. Think of the first time you met your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever – what were those emotions were like euphoric, you know, your honeymoon <laughs> stage, you just wanted to stay in them forever. But then what happens? You're not intentionally working on the harder things, asking the harder questions, you know, getting to root causes, actually knowing a person instead of, you know, this picture you put on a pedestal type of thing, right? If you sit in those positive, those euphoric emotions for too long, it's going to have a detrimental effect on you no matter what. Same mm -hmm. thing with the negative, even though it affects your body in a different way. Did you hear that I created a new secret sauce to online events? After my Emerge conference, I had such raving reviews about the way that I hosted my conference and that no one had ever seen it done before and that all of the attendees felt seen and heard by every speaker. I now have women asking me how they can recreate the conference that I did for their businesses. If you are thinking about creating a conference, I highly recommend that you create an online hybrid conference just like I did. I would love to hear your ideas of how you are wanting to create a conference and what type of event that you are creating. I'm starting to add in services that I'm going to come alongside you in planning your event, giving you marketing details, how to launch your event, how to set it up, and all of the tech and support in between. If you are wanting to create an event, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me, let's connect and talk about your event and how I can help you put on an event in 2020 that is gonna be memorable, impactful, and that your audience will feel seen and heard in this season. For more information on how I can help you, 
reach out to me over on Instagram at Michelle Ann Hagen and let me know that you are ready to create something epic for your audience. So interesting. Okay, so now tell us, how does this like affect our business when it comes to, you know, there's probably so much we could go on in life, but like, and when we are talking about emotional intelligence in regards to business, how, how does it correlate into our business? And why do we need to regulate these to help our business expand? So think about any type of relationship you have in your business, whether that's, you know, clients or team members or whatever. I mean, you're going to be having interactions. So this is great for the relational aspect, um, especially in stressful, you know, tense situations. It will allow you to be even keeled. It will allow you to be rational instead of staying in those that emotional state. Um, personally, we have to make tons of decisions, risky decisions in our businesses, right? And a lot of people fall prey to fear, which keeps them from scaling or reaching their full potential. So the same thing, you know, instead of getting stuck in that fear cycle or, you know, whatever the case may be, you're able to open up that line of communication between what you're feeling and what you know. Mm. So that's the, that's the ticker there. Interesting. Yeah. Because so often business brings up so many feelings or like we have to decide like, okay, well, what am I going to do in this situation and how am I going to feel about it? And you can feel so many emotions, whether it's like your sales or Mm -hmm. so many different things. Um, So that's interesting to know that so much plays into it that really is a lot of business stuff is in our brains. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we figure out, okay, so we know like it's important in our life and in our business and why it's important in our business. Um, so how do we like balance it or regulate it? Or how do we know which emotions are, are like bad or good or. (laughs) Yes. So first try not to classify your emotions as bad or good because emotions are emotions. You shouldn't feel Mm. guilty about feeling something what you should do is figure out why you were feeling it in the first place, because that's how you're going to change it. So no emotion is good and no emotion is bad. You can do positive, negative, neutral, like I'm cool with that. But um, designating like that good and bad bucket is dangerous because if you are only recognizing negative, bad emotions, then you feel guilty and shameful for having them. When you shouldn't be because it's not your fault that you're having the emotions you're having. When it becomes your fault is when you let those emotions captivate you and consume you because you have the tools to open up that line of communication between the emotive part of your brain and the rational part of your brain. So Mm. one of the really fun exercises, like my favorite by far, is whenever you are reading a book, listening to music, or watching a movie, and you feel yourself getting emotional, whether that be, 
you know, like excited or you get teary eyed or, you know, whatever, try and assess in the moment why you're feeling that. Like what part of the the lyrics or the text or the storyline in the movie, how are you relating to that? Why are you relating to it? What happened? You know, and physically, what are you feeling? Is your chest constricting? Are your eyes starting to water? Are your palms getting sweaty? You know, take that mental assessment. Just do head to toe, you know, what parts of your body are feeling what and try to figure out why. Because if you can be conscious of the way your body is reacting, then you'll be able to find your triggers and be able to, you know, kind of like squash that initial reaction because you know why, you know the physical triggers, and you know how to mentally move on from it. Mm. So what are your like tips and tricks? So once we like do that body scan and we feel it, so even like for an example that's not having to do with business, I know with so many postpartum moms um, can feel like anxiety or there's like certain triggers because things come up or you just know, like when your kid throws a fit this way, all of a sudden the rage just builds up in you, (laughs) you know, or you're for some people taking their kids into the grocery store gives them so much anxiety. And we know, and we start to realize, okay, when I'm going to do this, I feel anxious or I feel angry. How do we then stop the emotions or how do we figure out the best way to overcome? Or do we just mentally decide like, okay, I can't feel this way. Um, I would say you can either look back or you can look forward. So a tool, if you're looking back, kind of when you are feeling whatever sensation physically, try to remember the last time you felt that way and why. So this would kind of be like that backwards assessment like, you know, going into that, um, that mental and emotional uh, assessment. So you can do that. Or you can look forward at the ripple effect of what your, your initial reaction would have, right? So um, like, think, if you wanted to scream at your kid in the grocery store for throwing a fit or whatever, Okay. Think about what would that ripple effect be? What would that you screaming at your kid would be dropping the pebble in the water? What happens? Well, it could cause your kid to throw even more of a tantrum. It could cause them to be afraid of you. Uh, You could get looks from other people in the grocery store. Someone could potentially come up to you and say something, you know, like X, Y, and Z. You know, just think about the um, effect on others that your emotion or your response to that emotion could have. I honestly, I have this all the time with my husband. So my husband is much more of a um, relational and passive personality. So, you know, when he's in the mood to talk, he really wants like my full attention and he wants to have a conversation and, you know, he's very intentional and sweet about it and all this stuff. But if I'm not in the mood, you know, I'm not going to be in the mood. So I have that choice to make. I can, you know, give in to my initial 
emotion and brush him off or tell him, you know, not right now, not the time, you know, let's pencil this in later. You know, I could do those things, but what would the ripple effect be? You know, Mm. he would be upset. I would hurt his feelings. You know, he may Mm -hmm. not want to come talk to me about something good that happened in his day because of, you know, his feelings of my reaction, Mm -hmm. you know, to just, oh my gosh, I catch myself doing like that mental, (laughs) you know, trying to like keep myself (laughs) and everyone happy. (laughs) But yeah, you just have to, you have to become aware. So the more self-awareness that you build, the easier that this will become and the faster that it'll happen. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a repetition thing. It's like a muscle memory, but it will pay dividends. I promise you for your family and your business. I promise. Mm-hmm. Oh, this has been such like such good information. And I think it's really helpful for people to just kind of like pause and think about, okay, especially in 2020, there's so many emotions already of everything of, of outside of our normal emotions to then be thinking like, why am I feeling this way? And why am I getting upset? And do I have control even over the situation? Like you had said, Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any other things that you want to tell the listeners about emotional intelligence and how it affects our business and our lives? So the reason that I got into emotional intelligence was so that I didn't one, so I didn't have to feel the way that I always felt. And two, to know how and why and kind of like the science behind how it works. You know, because you can hear emotional intelligence or emotional maturity and just think like, oh, comes with age, don't have to work on it. Or maybe that sounds a little like voodoo-y or, <laughs> you know, out there. But once you're able to see that it's scientific like it's literally how your body works how you were created to process information right Mm -hmm. if you think of it that way like you were created you were knit together in your mother's womb so that you could live life to your fullest potential but what do we do we get in the way of that Mm -hmm. right and a lot of times it's simply because we don't know any better We don't know how to, we don't know why, we don't know the reason or the cause. So I would love it if my teachings, my trainings, this podcast episode would help a mom or dad or anyone else not have to feel awful emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't want to feel that way. I didn't want to feel that way. And that's why I started Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so that's that's about it. It's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal. It's it's such an awesome, awesome tool, and it's mm-hmm. easy to work on day in mm-hmm. and day out. Yeah, and I think it's a tool a lot of people don't necessarily think about a lot, or you know, it's not brought to our attention that we just um, work on so many other things, but that we have to remember that there's so many pieces and moving pieces that of the whole puzzle that Mm -hmm. it's like one key piece that we really need to think about. Yeah. And it's actually pretty new. I think Mm -hmm. it was coined in, you know, all that fun stuff 
in the 90s. So it's not something that, you know, people knew that they were working on, that they had a name, you know, Mm -hmm. to work off of. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. It's exciting. It's a blast to work on. Like when I walk into a situation where I normally would have been like the rage queen and (laughs) I can walk into that situation and just, you know, smile and shake my head or give a nasty look. You know, that mm-hmm. makes me feel so much better. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, well, I hope that this helps moms if you're the rage queen to help you realize to come down because I think we all live in that at some point of our motherhood. Mm. Um, so, all right. So the last question I always ask people is if you could look back on yourself in your motherhood, and I know that we always look back and we wish like, oh, I wish... I could tell myself, or if I would have known this, what's your advice for yourself looking back on motherhood? Start sooner. Start, start sooner with, than having kids? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you start your business sooner. <laughs> start your business sooner. Start, start working on that thing you wanted to sooner. Start working out sooner. You know, do when you have the dream, when you have the idea, you have the vision you know, we've been talking about the brain and how it works this entire time. You don't get dreams and visions and aspirations by accident, Mm -hmm. right? If you have the dream, if you have the vision, just do it. Take a single step every day. Or if you're like me, dive in head first, you know, Mm -hmm. immerse yourself, but just do it. Start it sooner. You won't regret it. Uh, Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. If anyone wants to reach out to you after this podcast to talk more on emotional intelligence with you, where can they find you at? Yeah, my Instagram handle is Highland Consulting LLC. And I have a newly formed Facebook group of some awesome females called The Founding Female on Facebook. So those are the places I most hang out. But, you know, I got a website and all that fun stuff, too. But you don't see any of the goods on there. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years podcast. If you loved this episode, would you take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform? If you're over on Instagram, I would love for you to tag us at the Busy Years Podcast and tag me at Michelle Ann Hagen. I would also love if you could leave a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this episode. By doing that, it helps me to be able to create other amazing episodes just like this and help get the word out about this podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram or Facebook, and you can find me at Michelle Ann Hagen, or you can join our Facebook community called the Busy Years Podcast Community. You can find that located on my Facebook page, or if you head to the link in my Instagram bios, you will be able to connect to us there. I can't wait to be able to meet you and to put a face to the listener. We'll see you next time, my friends. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? 
I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.